the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. to another episode of the Retro Wrestling Podcast. I'm intern Alex. I'm the one and only, the greatest referee in professional wrestling history, Patrick Young. And Patrick, as we enter the second week of June 2017, what do you have for us from the news desk this week, sir? I got a lot, actually. There have been rumors that Leon White, a.k.a. Vader, Vader. is retiring. Vader is not retiring from in-ring competition. Yeah, he still works matches every now and then. I want to... Even with a potentially life-threatening heart condition, this man still wants to get in the ring. Uh, So I want to to get that word out there. It is strictly a rumor. It is false. You can still... Book Vader. Vader will still wrestle. So just get that one out of the way. Big uh, big shout out to my boy Victor Andrews. Good friend of mine. Got his ass kicked on uh, NXT by Lars Sullivan. But, you know, hey... He's making he's making big steps, man. Big strides. That's one thing that NXT does do well is bringing in local talents for these jobber matches. They do more jobber matches. I mean, Raw had brought him back a, for a little bit with uh, Braun Strowman and with uh, Nia Jax doing jobber matches, but largely they they don't do them on the main roster, right. and they do them all the time on NXT. Yeah, and so it's a good. I think it's a good thing to put these uh, lesser known wrestlers on the card. Well, see, and he's been in Ring of Honor. You know, he's a very talented athlete. Will definitely one day be in WWE. Yeah, you so, got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, man. Fans are petitioning for a Bret Hart statue to be placed at Madame Tussauds Wax Tuss- Museum. Yes, he doesn't have one already. He does not apparently. Well, I know Hogan has one. There's they, not probably outside of Hogan, maybe Flair. I don't think it, there's any other wax figures. I fear Rock. Oh well, now yeah, but more so for the acting than yeah. Than the wrestling. There is a petition going around. I have not seen this, but apparently... I did not know of this place. What is this place? You obviously know what it is. Madame Tussauds Wax Museum is the premier wax museum in the country. I believe it's franchised out. There can be other Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, but it's, it's a big honor. It's almost like getting a Hollywood star when you get your wax figure in her wax museum. Okay. And that's basically... All it is, really. I mean, Bret Hart was a big superstar. I mean, he's yeah. the focus of our show today, but he was he was also featured on, like, The Simpsons. He was on Mad TV. He was he had his own uh, show there for a second, that, that a Western show that yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, Lonesome Dove. Yeah, so yeah. He, he tried. It's a good show, by the way. I kind of hate it got canceled. He tried so. to get into the mainstream Hollywood beat, but uh, 
came along at a bad time in wrestling, you know, the down period in wrestling, the new gen era. Yeah. Isn't going to propel a lot of people into Hollywood show business. So And and with uh his oldest brother Smith Hart, who is now good friend of mine Smith, has been moved to hospice. He now he understands that his uh his days are numbered on this earth. He's very happy and proud and honored that the fans are standing up for the Hart family. Uh Smith uh will be a part of my pick this week yeah why you got to bring us down so much well hey we got some deaths uh while we're on the downside uh judy poffo the mother of that's right the matriarch of the poffo family yes the mother of macho and randy savage has uh tragically passed away as well well it wasn't exactly tragic she was in her 90s it's very tragic when someone passes away i understand that but tragedy is if she was hit by a bus she just passed away because she was 90-something years old, so... Well, that's still sad. It's sad, yeah, but the mom of Leapin' uh, Lanny Poffo yes. and the Macho Man and husband to, of course, Angelo. Angelo Poffo. Very sad. She was heavily featured on that Macho Man documentary they put out uh, a couple years ago, which I really enjoyed. It wasn't the best documentary they've ever done, but it was... I wouldn't put it in the top tier of documentaries they've done because... Macho Man was a very private guy, so there wasn't a lot. I still feel like the world doesn't really know who Macho Man was, like not the not the person. You know the character, you don't know the person. And unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever. Right, you know Randy Savage, you don't know Randy Poffo. Right, exactly. So two more sad notes, and then we'll get back on the uplifting side. That's why I kind of put it in the middle. NWA legend Ron Starr passed away. Yeah, he was 67 years old. He retired in 1992 from competition. Never worked for the WWF. Uh, Largely featured in Puerto Rico and all the NWA territories. He had a big stint in Stampede Wrestling, too. Yeah, Canada, where he teamed up with the Honky Tonk Man before he was the Honky Tonk Man, and they were tag team champs in that territory. So don't know a lot about him, but 67 is is fairly old for a pro wrestler Yeah, at this at the rate that they go. So, And our last down note, however, I do want to kill this rumor as well. Harley Race did break both of his legs, yes, but Terrible fall, yeah. He is he is in in good condition. He is already doing rehab. I have spoken with his son personally. I can reassure each and every fan put to, put to in the rumors of he's hurting for money or he's this or he's that. That's not true at all. He just had a very hard fall, broke both of his legs. He is going to be back in shape, back to normalcy. For the age of man that he is, he will be back to normal. It is just going to be a very long, long road. So I just wanted to go ahead and and kill that rumor too because there was rumors going around that he had died or there was rumors that he had this. Falls are tough on uh, elderly people. people. 74 years old is Harley Race. And he gets around around in a a hover round most of the time, but he's still able to stand up and walk. Needed four blood trans Transfusions during surgery. That is, that is a very, very scary thing. To yeah, have it was. I, I don't know the extent of his injuries. I just know that he had broken both of his legs. Just, uh, yeah, man. Hey, we're praying for you. Now back to the the higher uplifting side. Rosita from TNA has signed with WWE, and she is. I'm assuming going to be a part of the uh, May Young Invitational. Yeah, she's 26. She is engaged to Austin Aries, so that's how she 
Gotcha. Got a foot in the door there. He's actually taking some time off right now. He just wrote a book about dieting. He's a vegan, and he's out promoting that, and that's probably why he lost this last to Neville. I knew he looked weird. Austin Aries has a very unique look to him. He's very pale. Well, I, that's not from his diet. That might just be from not getting no, a lot he's of just sunlight. Very pale. Well, back like, when he was Austin Star in TNA, he had a great tan. So I was yeah. not aware that he was a vegan. So she, and she is a uh, former Zumba instructor. So they are both very fitness conscious people. They're, she not, was, they're not friends with you and I, are they? Uh, no, no, we're not. Fit, we're not fitness conscientious. I, I don't think. Well. They seem like good people, but I I don't think that... uh, I mean, I don't know. We wouldn't run in the same circle. I could get up and run a 5K with no problems. No problem. You, You on the other hand, I'm not too sure, but, you know. She was a one-time knockouts tag team champion with Sarita. Like we talked about before, Impact Wrestling not available in our market. Right. So we haven't seen Impact in, in a couple of years easy i mean we could seek it out but it's just like i'm not gonna make the extra effort if it was beamed into my living room it's much easier to was on free tv then yeah i'll flip over to it but that's about the extent of hunting it i'm gonna do they also need more competitors in nxt because um oscar has cleared out that division i mean oh yeah i mean there's nobody left for yeah i mean she's already passed goldberg on this winning streak and i mean there's nobody ember moon is on the horizon to possibly beat her i I think that's the direction they're going in but then and then she moves up and so you can't have an undefeated wrestler and have her lose man i'm telling you well you can't have her lose if scott hall comes out with a cattle prod that's how they should do it just do it the exact same way have Scott scott hall come out and just cattle prod with a cattle prod yeah so they need some more competitors and they need people for this tournament so the May Young, of course, classic May Young, yes. invitational, whatever they call it. And so this is a good signing for them. Uh, she's already been in one of the, you know, top tiers. I mean, Impact, even though they're a distant, I would say their third, you know, past Ring of Honor. As oh, far as, I, yeah, Ring of Honor's definitely pulled into second. As far as, like, American companies. Although New so. Japan, man, New Japan's running pretty pretty. Oh, tight. yeah, about to have a big show this Sunday. Yeah. Well, by the time this is published, it will have been last Sunday, and it will we would have been talking about it. But we're taping on Saturday. Omega Okada 2, Sunday. My good friend, Jake the Snake Roberts, has announced he wants to have a match with Bray Wyatt. He feels like it's a gimmick-type gimmick kind of thing. They're pretty close together, but not. He he wants a match with Bray. He feels like his career is not 100% ended till he has this match. Like most Bray Wyatt matches, it'd just be a bunch of theatrics and very little wrestling. So I that, that's a match that Jake the Snake could work because in that WrestleMania, pretty easy. I mean, you that know. WrestleMania match with Orton, that was some weird shit. They man. just put turn on the projector. That's not even wrestle. Let's just project roaches onto the ring or whatever you know some weird shit though dude oh yeah it was it was some weird like that it was better than the house of horrors match oh absolutely jake the snake can wrestle a million house of horror matches superstar billy graham after 25 years of battling is finally cured from hepatitis c shout out superstar not sure that that's possible but okay whatever he says uh, it's just like magic johnson and hiv uh, cured. He apparently, with enough medication, and I don't know, but he, it has come out that he is 
cured from hep C after 25 years, which this is what caused him to have to have a liver transplant. Right, right. All right. Sorry that Hogan stole your gimmick. And Jesse Ventura. And Jesse, yeah. Okay, last but certainly not least, anybody who knows me knows one thing, and you can vouch for that, that I listen to only two things. Oldies, whether it's rock and roll, our rhythm and blues. And the Retro Wrestling Podcast. The Retro Wrestling Podcast. Okay, three. Okay. And classic country. So when I hear WWE announce a pay-per-view called <laughs> Great Balls of Fire, I am pumped. I am jacked. I'm like, hell yeah. I can't get over that graphic that they use, though. I am it's pumped flaming testicles. So I'm thinking, like, this is awesome. Great Balls of Fire. They've worked it out. They're going to be able to use it. They're going to be able... Unfortunately, someone in the trademark division of WWE did not do their history. So they went ahead, promoted this, and did not let the killer... Mr. Jerry Lee Lewis get his r- approval of it. So yeah, but they they went to him later and worked it they out. They went to him later and worked it out. But this just came out this past week. Not only did they get the rights to use the name, they are now using his theme song as well. That's right. Yeah. So to promote the, uh, but hey, man, I was pumped when I heard Great Balls of Fire. You know, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Fifties. Somebody dropped the ball there. That's pretty bad. It was Vince's idea. I'm sure to name it this. And I'm all for it. I was pumped. Like, fan side of me, which it's very hard to get fan side of a wrestler or a person in the entertainment, a referee, whatever, a person in the business to get that fan side out of them. It's very difficult. The fan side of me was like, fuck yeah, this is going to be badass. I think it's a stupid name for a pay-per-view. No, Sorry, of man. Course, yeah. No, Great Balls of Fire. That's awesome. It's a double standard in my opinion, to... Okay. You associate your brand with Jerry Lee Lewis, who married a 13-year-old. Oh. But you can't you Hi. can't bring Hogan back. You know what? Listen, wait a minute here. <laughs> There's no defense for this. No, Patrick. there is. There is. I'm a proud Tennessean. Jerry Lee Lewis is from the great state of Tennessee. Hogan's on his own. He's from Venice Beach, California, wherever. He's actually he's from Florida, but just saying. It's kind of crazy. On on serious side, no. Not acting serious side. I see your point. I do. It is a little kind of creepy in a way. But Jerry Lee Lewis has always had a pretty close hand-in-hand relationship with WWE throughout the years, believe it or not. What has he done for them in the past? He's he's been at he's been at live shows. He's been at tape tape shows. He's been uh, seen doing a skit here or there with like The Rock and things like that back in Did he? the early two thousands. So yes, Jerry Lee Lewis has always had a kind of a close relationship with WWE. Yeah, he showed up in the crowd before. Yeah, during a Rock promo yeah. where he mentions Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. So. so, and he is always he's been one of the. One of the few that has shown up backstage at, at shows quite often and things like that. So, so yeah, well, this was nothing. Vince being in his seventies, correct. <laughs> I know um, where you're going with this, but well, yes. no, he just this. They had to name this bullshit pay per view because now they do a pay per view every other week. So now we instead of just using one of our old recycled names let's just give it a new name like armageddon or something like that and they go to the boss and the boss is a 70 year old man who's out of touch with you know contemporary culture (laughs) and he just thinks (laughs) and he loves ball jokes great balls of fire and he loves the song so 
this billionaire who has the sense of humor of an eight-year-old. Great balls of fire. <laughs> Do it. So I can see where this copyright issue came up, though, because, like, I'm sure whatever 20-year-old he said that to is, yeah, probably not aware has that no this idea. has never heard this song. <laughs> I don't think Jerry Lee Lewis is on Spotify, so I don't... That's funny. And so, yeah, I can see how this mistake was made. How, so. how old is Jerry Lee now? Jerry Lee's got to be in his 90s. No, he's only 81. Really? Yeah, only 81. That is a shocker. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. He's ex- actually younger than uh, Little Richard. I was yes, looking up Little Richard's age thinking. the other day. So, yeah, just barely. But he's uh, he's younger than Little Richard. Another WWE favorite there. So yes, I'm sure. Maybe the next pay per view will be named. You know. Oh, you know what would be awesome? Where Where is Great uh, Great Balls of Fire? Where Where is this taking place? Where is this pay per view being held? They are going back to Dallas. Dallas, American Airlines Arena. So. Okay, so that's like what four or five hours from Memphis, you'd say. I don't think they're going to fly him in. I don't think so. That would, you know, that would be awesome. Have Jerry Lee Lewis show up and perform. That would that would be awesome, dude. That'd be so cool. He was still actively performing up until last year. Yeah. So. I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis will perform still to this day. He lives in uh, Nesbitt, Mississippi. Oh, okay. So he's he's, moved he's even back. closer. Yeah, he's not even in Memphis anymore. Okay, I have not seen okay. the logo. I heard there's a controversy about this logo. No, I just I. What does this logo look like to you? Two balls on fire with a dick in the middle for perverted people like yourself. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. When is our next? The next pay-per-view is it next weekend or is it this week it is next weekend yes money in the bank with the first ever women's money in the bank match happening so do we need week. to make our uh, our predictions here because money in the bank to my knowledge i would think that needed to be a co-brand pay-per-view. it should have been it should have been gender versus randy i mean gender's gonna retain gender's there. winning i think the only one people are really considering is the actual Money in the Bank and the uh, the women's Money in the Bank match. Yeah. The so, others are pretty much shit. So, women's Money in the Bank match, who you got? It's Becky versus Charlotte versus Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella, who will be accompanied by James Ellsworth. I imagine Carmella will, will win this uh, because they like heels to carry the briefcase. It'll be a good spot for to work James in. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. She's going to have the edge with having him there. So that's the direction I would I, go with I, that. James is my boy, but I'm going to have to go against him. I'm saying they're going to push Charlotte. So I'm going with Charlotte. She wins a lot. She rarely loses. And in the men's Money in the Bank match, we have Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm going to go with AJ. I'm going to pick Baron Corbin to walk away with the briefcase. As I don't think uh, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens' feud is, is done yet. So I imagine Baron Corbin. That again, they'd want to. You think we're going to have Corbin versus not gender, but gender? No, um, I think that when gender loses to whatever face, I guess down the road AJ, I guess maybe or or Nakamura. I imagine that's when Baron Corbin will cash who in would cash and, in against. And oh, that'd be awesome! Here he is, Nakamura finally wins, and he's undefeated still, and so. And he loses his undefeated streak because of a cash in after winning. That that'd be cool. That'd be. A but good that's spot. it. Could be way down the road because I mean yeah. you can hold this thing technically until the next money in the bank. So or cash it in at WrestleMania, which I still logic 
the logic of not cashing it in at WrestleMania is beyond me. Yeah. The, oh, I'm just going to cash it in at this house show. Yeah. The fact that actually someone finally did it a couple years back. Oh, yeah. yeah that was that. Seth Rollins made the finally, logical choice. Fine made, yeah. And he also waited until the match was almost over, which yeah. was, and he did it in a, so he could pin either. He upped his chances by getting in a triple threat match, so. Right. It was brilliant. I hate it when they cash it in the same night. I hate that. Yeah. That's just a waste of that briefcase. Well, it's a waste of the gimmick, yeah. It's a waste of the... You could use that and run with it, kind of like the King of the Ring thing, even though I know you hate that. King of the Ring... It used what to be it turned cool. over What it turned into over the years. Right. Where, it used to be, because at the, at the, the only person I considered actually helping was Owen Hart, where it stuck. King, he wasn't the Rocket anymore, he was the King of Hearts. Well, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. Well, we I mean, Austin. the promo... Yeah. That Austin cut. You know, towards the end it was just put our mid-card guys in it and one of them has to do the fucking king gimmick. Yeah. And and then it changes their entire character. I mean, Wade Barrett, Bad News Barrett, I loved that character. And then, oh, now he's King Barrett. Yeah. King like, Bad News, then they they swapped it. Yeah, he was then King Bad News. And, and now he's he, doing king puns instead of the original gimmick. Yeah. So... I just don't like, or and I didn't like King Booker. Sorry, I'm in the minority. I always see a lot of people showing King Booker love, but I'm with you on that. I didn't like King Booker either. Everything Booker did, I like regular Booker T. I don't from like. the yeah, since the close of WCW, everything he did, I just never liked any of it. Really, I really, I, I actually I liked his stuff he did with Goldust. That, that's what I was going to say. WCW and the stuff with Goldust was the two things I actually really enjoyed. Who, but, by the way, Goldust. His segments on Raw the past few weeks have been outstanding. Yes. Do we? Are we finally going to see a possible singles push? Can Goldust finally break through that glass ceiling? Yeah, in his late forties, and and win the Universal Title. Are we going to see this before he retires? Dustin Rhodes, Dust, aka Dustin Reynolds needs to, I feel like, complete his career with that win. Because he's he's going in the Hall of Fame. That's a given. His director chair promos have just been really good. Yeah. Bringing back the old uh, movie quotes and yes. psychological warfare that he's playing with yeah. R-Truth. And even R-Truth's, the Truth Be Told Productions promos to answer back have even been good. So this is going well, uh, surprisingly. And they haven't... Yeah, for years I feel like he's been wasted, so I'm glad that he's getting some focus now. I actually tweeted to him about how much I enjoyed it, and he liked my tweet. So. There you go. Is that it from the news desk? That's all I got, brother. Well, it's time to go back to the glory days of Raw, when Raw was war. Back in the... Wait, we can't say that. Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman got choked out for saying war Monday night. Oh, yeah, Samoa Joe taught him a lesson about what you can and can't say. That's right. Which, that was a great segment, too. That was a good segment. Because Heyman rarely gets physical with... Well, and I love the way Joe backed him in the corner, and then, like, listen, here's what's about to happen. You know, that was even more creepier. It was was done very well. It was done very well. Yeah, after 9-11. That's one thing that the terrorists took away from us, is that we can't call Raw War anymore, so... 
Because they were still, even after WCW closed, it was still Raw as War up yeah. until September 11th. Till September 11th, then it went straight just to Raw. So. Yep, that's it. We head up to Syracuse, New York. This is my pick. It's March 17th, 1997. We're heading into WrestleMania 13. A WrestleMania not to use Roman numerals. It had just the, the number 13. The number 13. Unlucky 13. Right. And now they don't use numbers at all. Now they just use images like... We went to WrestleMania Sunshine this year, and That's the, they went to WrestleMania Dallas Cowboys Star last year, and they went to WrestleMania Play Button in San Anybody Francisco. Anybody who actually says that... I mean, I know that's what WWE's trying to push. Well, drop the numbers. It makes it sound old. That's what Vince thinks. But anybody who actually does that, though, and starts calling it, oh, this was WrestleMania Sunshine, uh, slap them. You have my permission. I don't think anybody will actually... Haul inc- off and just knock the shit out of them if they actually say that, because that is ridiculous. This Put the is- number there. It's fine. It's fine. Do you ever wonder why they didn't start adding numbers to, like, SummerSlam, or... Why do we only add numbers to WrestleMania, though? Because we have multiple Summer Slams and Rumbles, and and we never numbered them. <laughs> we never said this is. They mention it. They mention like this is the anniversary or this is. Oh, see, I thought they numbered it when Taker hit his twenty five years. Oh, maybe they did, mate. Like this was Survivor Series, whatever, celebrating the twenty five years of. This is this is Survivor Series thirty, celebrating twenty five years. Well, now of the Taker. numbers are gone. So this is yeah. A, it's all, I'm with you though. And here's my thing. You have the Super Bowl. It's numbered, yeah. It's numbered. Any awards ceremonies, this is always the 101st yeah. Academy Awards or yeah. whatever. Why in the hell do you want, not want to number your... All it does is, yeah, confuse people that are putting DVDs on their shelf, basically, because now they can't... Like, How do I alphanumeric... What year, what year was this, damn it? Oh, let me look at the symbol. Oh, okay. So, yes, this is heading into WrestleMania... Number 13, which would take place in Chicago at the old Rosemont Horizon. Yes. Still runs shows to this day. Yes, so. it does. It has this, a different name now. And this is an awesome pay-per-view coming up, too. Well, just FYI. There's one match on it that's really awesome, and then... Uh, Undertaker and Sid, which I I went back. This made me want to watch it again. See, so no, it I, made me want to watch it. Too. And so I watched. I because I know how good the uh, the submission match is, but I yeah. wanted to watch the main event again because this. I, I've seen it before, but it's been a long time, and I, ew, ew, man, you put two big guys in there that I thought it was pretty good. I don't know, and it wasn't. It was Taker carrying the match too, because Sid. Oh yeah, yeah, Sid yeah. was really stiff, man. Sid was like, "Wait, I turn here, do this, what bump here, what?" Like it was. Yeah, Taker yeah. pulled it out of him though. Well. I don't think he got much out of him. This is the go-home show. We get the old classic Raw is War open, which is my favorite open. I know you prefer the uh, the old school 93 I open, do. but I, I really love walking through the... Uh, the wasteland, I guess. And then they end up, the ring is surrounded by fire. Yeah, you got Vader in there, and you got Brett, and they're all punching each other. Smashing and, each other. Oh, yeah. Right in, in beat with the music, too. Yeah, it just it, it really it works well for me. It is great. I mean, it, I, I'm not knocking it. It is awesome. We open up to the classic, of course, massive pyro. The pyro budget in 97 was through the roof. Through the roof. Hey, what a rush. Legion of Doom is out. Vince gives us a welcome to Monday Night Raw. Welcome everyone to the War Zone. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Just a screaming Vince intro. J.R. Vince and King, a three-man booth. Much like we have today. 
But this is a much better three-man booth than what we have today. Well, do you miss Vance doing commentary? I, at certain times. Not for his move calling, because what a maneuver! I can't... Yeah. What a maneuver. Fuck off with that. But he guides you in the direction that the storyline is going. I mean, sometimes it's it's very obvious, like, later on in the main event, for instance. They but. haven't done it in a while, but you know when they do the old retro Raws? Yeah. Okay. One Raw, they need to bring King and and bring out Vince and have them call the entire fucking I would love Raw. to hear Vince now on commentary. That would be awesome. Well, one for one night, it would be one awesome. one night. The retro Raw, they do it every now and then. You know, one one night that would be cool. The Nation of Domination are wrapped to the ring by their resident rap group PG thirteen, who we saw all this at uh, Final Four. We PG-13, did thirteen. Yes. So this was the more racially diverse Nation of Domination with Savio Vega and Crush before they would go full African American members. Well. Samoan Rock, I guess, was in there. but So I think the direction... They knew they were going to break this group up. Right. And so, why not have... And they didn't... I guess they didn't want to draw the Black Panther comparison all the way so they could always say... So Vince could always say, there's a Hawaiian and a Puerto Rican in there. See, it's not racist. <laughs> so, I always figured that was why he did it, too. I still think, though, the Raw with uh, DX sitting there eating... Uh, oh yeah, telling bananas, like while while they're in their while nation domination's in their wrestling, that's pretty funny. That's for, or the one when they tell them the Heart Foundation went and spray painted the N word on their yes, lockers. Yes, yeah, good one. There good were stuff. Th- so there are racial innuendos <laughs> back during this Attitude Era. Oh, I mean the fact that they come out and do the fists in the air. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's it's gonna be Savio and Crush. Against the LOD, the LOD gets the jump on Savio and Crush, and they brawl on the outside of the ring. This is supposed to be the tease for the Chicago Street Fight, but you're basically getting the match right here for free. You're missing you're missing Ahmed Johnson and Farouk. Right, that's it. That's it. We go backstage, and we find Ahmed Johnson, who says we might see something we don't want to see at WrestleMania, like an Ahmed Johnson match, for instance. Oh. So it's called the Street Fight. I can't tell you what you're going to see. The guys call the street fight, don't even tell them what you're going to see. You might see something you don't want to see. Savio pile drives Hawk, who no sells it. Typical Hawk. <laughs> then Farouk pops up on our screen and he says he needs to speak Ebonics to Ahmed to get his message across. Nobody had better unity. Nobody had better solidarity than the nation of domination. You can go out and get the world warriors all you want. Oh, hold it. I forgot, Ahmed. You can't understand me. I better speak Ebonic to you. You go and get them damn road warriors all you want. Bring them to Chicago in the street fight. Because, punk, when you look up street, you see Farouk named by. Now you bring them on. <laughs> it's not hooked on phonics. It's hooked on Ebonics. Ahmed is hard to understand, but it's not from <laughs> Ebonics. It's just, rah, 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 just garbled. Yeah. You'll you'll hear it in this review. He, he His voice is so, like grungy and scratchy and like it sounds like he's got a mouthful of marbles absolutely yeah the crowd is 100% behind LOD as they always are I mean LOD is the most over tag team in this business ever I would say last night at Madison Square Garden the NOD got the jump on Ahmed and they whooped him with a leather strap yes hot drop kicks and scoop slams crush 
go to commercial break. It's our Slam of the Week, sponsored by Cool Borders for PlayStation, the exciting snowboarding game now available at your local Blockbuster video, where Undertaker chokeslammed Sid and then hit a plancha to Vader. So that was what happened last week. Then we go backstage to Farouk again and... I uh, hate I hate I missed last week. Yeah. <laughs> you really need to go back to watch that. Then we go backstage to Farouk, who is uh, not there. Where could he be? And then we go back to Ahmed, who is watching an old TV now. I hate this fucking wrestlers looking at TV shit that they still do. This is... Oh, yeah. This is nor- This is standard. You're in the fucking arena, Patrick. They're how going to jump you. How lazy are you? Well, how lazy are you than just walk out and look? You could go ringside. He didn't have to stay in the back at all. You don't want to take the shine off of the uh, the guys out there in the ring. That's what it is. And of course, yeah, when you have your back turned at this awkward angle watching TV, yeah, he couldn't hear. Fr- Farouk is a very big man to be totally silent. I want to know why the camera guy is looking over his shoulder instead of looking at him. I, I'm already seeing what's going on on TV. I want to look at him. You know, Farouk surprise jumps him, and he's got. He must have stolen uh, Boss Man's nightstick from the uh, supply closet. Beats Ahmed with it, and the refs have to break it up. Animal power slams Savio and double clothesline Savio and Crush. Animal calls for the doomsday device. Hawk goes to hit it, but Farouk runs in with the nightstick and beats the shit out of Animal. Then the nation put the boots to LOD. Ahmed, who is in his panted singlet... If you liked Lex Luger's singlet the other day, you're going to love Ahmed Johnson's. Yes. Take the same thing, only black and white stripes instead. Yes. And he runs in with a 2 by 4 and Pearl River plunges a guy from PG-13, and then the LOD hit the Doomsday device to D'Lo Brown. And there you go. I think you need to get you one of those singlets. Like you said, going to the bathroom would be a problem. If it had a zip fly in the front, it would be okay. That's true. That's true. It, it's a, too much work here. Yeah. The panted singlet. I'm glad that look has not stuck with us. It'll come back, trust me. It all loops right back around. The Slammy Awards here this Friday on USA Network, but not available on the WWE Network, because I looked for this, because I was curious to watch I want to watch broadcast. the Slammy Awards. I have, I think it's 97 that I have on VHS that I watch. Wow. Good for you. It would be cool if they... Did they actually televise it every year? Not every year, no. I think they did it twice. I have the one when Brett won... Or when Owen won two Slammies. Yeah, that was the one before. Okay. Because he came out with the Slammies. That's the one that I have. Yeah, so they must have done it in 96 and then again in 97. Okay. President Monsoon. No more Jack Tunney. Out with the old, in with the new. President Gorilla Monsoon will be here tonight to tell us if the cage match is for the WWF title because there's been some confusion going around, I guess, on the the very early internets of whether this would be for the title tonight, the main event. Why would you Why would you make it for the title when it's right this close to WrestleMania? This could screw up all the, the entire pay per view. Yeah, this could screw up WrestleMania as as we know it. And we see that Stone Cold is in the building as well. Greenwich snob Hunter Hearst Helmsley is out with China, who debuted here in Chattanooga just at the Final Four pay-per-view. Just weeks before this event. That's right. By the way, Raw Tonight brought to you by Selson Blue and Sega Saturn. Get three free games with the purchase of the Sega Saturn. Man, see store for details. I wish that PlayStation and Xbox were like this now. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't give you shit for free. They no, bear- they Soon they will take away that one controller you get for free. <laughs> yeah, you got to buy it. And now when you buy a replacement controller, they don't throw in the charge cable. You have to buy a separate charge cable. Are you, you serious? It. Yes, because I bought an extra controller for my PlayStation. No charge cable. Well, they don't give you free things like they did here in 1997. Flash Funk and his Funkadactyls are out next. Funk wants to fight China, but he cowers down to this massive woman he will not he's scared of china flash funk coming up next on usa la femme nikita a uh, common post raw show yes. during this time because i remember tons of promos for, for years it was always pacific blue which yes. was the bicycle cop show sort of like baywatch right and then of course la femme nikita so it was say it was P- pack blue was first Raw and then LaFemme Nikita. I knew the whole lineup. Yes. I never watched a single episode of no. it. No. The girl was very attractive, though, whatever her name was. So now you're curious. You want to go back and watch it? I right? do. No, yeah. I don't. Let's see. I knew it. Funk counters a top turnbuckle smash with a super kick for a two count. Funk side suplexes Triple H and looks for the moonsault. China distracts him, and this causes H to get the pedigree and beat poor old Flash Funk here in a nothing match. Most of the matches are nothing, but that's fine. China holds Funk as H takes the boots to him. We go backstage. Uh Uh-oh. Shawn Michaels. What? Has found his smile and is walking around. What? With his bag. What? We go to commercial. Come back. Match of the night right here. This was actually, well, the dive at the end was really awesome looking. Yes. Match of the night right here. This was when the WWF was experimenting with the minis. They had them at... uh, Royal Rumble. Yes. Uh, King had a slight, like a feud with them, I think. He had some, and uh, this was 90, they did him in, I think that was 93 or 94, and then now back in 97, they were still doing it, because you had Sagrita Jr., and it was, who was a WWF, WWE talent, and uh, they were finding other minis to be able to put in the ring with him. I actually like this idea of having many versions of your superstars. Oh, yeah. Mini Vader and Mini Mankind, who in real life, adult Vader and adult Mankind are a tag team. So just have <laughs> Mini Vader and Mini Mankind as a tag team. I liked that. That's that was brilliant. cool. That is cool. Especially, it appeals to kids because kids always like want to be like dress up. Like they they can now imagine it because like man, look, I just wanted those costumes as a yeah. kid. I'd be like, damn, the dude playing Vader was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we go to a but before this match can start, we have to go to New Jersey where they vetoed a bill to tax wrestling. Vince very happy, and he will bring. Wrestling back to New Jersey now that the threat of being taxed is off the table. It was a proposal to in- increase the tax or what, or increase the cost of doing business there. I'm, I'm not really sure. I I didn't want to look in too much into it, but it's basically just I just didn't understand it. Well, some places that have commissions and fees associated with them, like California, New York, you're gonna you're just gonna have to pay it because such big audiences. You're gonna yeah. When when they can just run an event in New York. And draw probably more money than I'm just going to skip going to New Jersey if you're going to charge me more, basically. So Right. Okay, I'm with you. Undertaker was at this press conference. Now, they are so protective of the Undertaker's character. Like, they won't let this man go to the Hall of Fame ceremonies because the Phenom has no feelings. Yes. Right. So he has to stay backstage. But here, they'll let him parade the fucking press conference and walk out and present the governor with a plaque. It's a tombstone. 
Oh, Tombstone, right. Killed the tax. Yeah. The Undertaker killed the uh, yeah. the wrestling tax. I got I got that part, but other than that, I was lost in this whole damn thing. Just Vince parading, celebrating a victory over, you know, well, IRS. I, and it's, I know that I also noticed, though, Linda was there. And this was Linda, you know, the, obviously this was being in the, uh, the public eye. The public eye and, and the dealing with the whole. Uh, Legislature, right? So this is this was, which now led to Linda working in the White House. So you know she has always wanted this. It wasn't just recent, and here's proof right here is what I'm getting at. Yeah, Masquerita Sagrada Jr. and Mini Goldust, who looks like a small. He looks like a child. He does not look like a mini. He is like very tall. Who? Mini Gold Dust. Yes, Mini Dust. Basically, the match goes like this. Sagrada Jr. rolls up Mini Mankind for the win. I mean, there were some other minor things in the match. Go back but. and watch this match, because this is like match of the night. But the problem with that is, is they move so damn fast. Like, you cannot keep... I don't. I was wondering if you took notes, because there was no, no way... Didn't. There I was just, no way in hell to try to take it. I, I was, just wrote who got the win, and then... But the big spot of the match, the whole purpose of the match was to do this one spot. So Mini Vader, he's beaten, and he's walking up the ramp. And Sagrada Jr. is like, no, no, no. I'm going to follow you up there. Sagrada Jr. later became Max Mini, for those who don't know. So Sagrada Jr. throws Mini Vader off of the stage at the top of the ramp. Yeah. Throws Mini Vader off, and then says, you know what, that's not enough. And then dives off the stage in what looks spectacular because they're so small. And so... Well, I mean, it's still... It's like a 15-foot dive. I don't think it was quite 15 feet, but okay. That's 15 feet out? I mean, he oh, really... Oh, he jumped a long distance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, downward. I'm talking about, like, outward. It was, like, 15 feet out. And for a very small man like he is, that was extremely impressive. That was a great spot. So much so that they replayed it. Yes. Again, coming back from break, they replayed it. So They replayed it going to break and then back yeah. from break. So, yeah. No, it was it was a great spot. WrestleMania 13 promo showing the three big matches, Nation of Domination, LOD, which we've already talked about. Then, of course, a submission match between Bret Hart and Steve Austin. And the main event, Psycho Sid takes on The Undertaker. Well, that could change. Everything here could change. Gorilla Monsoon is backstage. He says that, yes, tonight is a championship match between Sid and Brett in the cage. I don't know why there would be a question. So that means if Brett wins... His match with Austin will be for the title. The submission match is for the title. Which is probably the way it should have been, but anyway. (laughs) Vince argues with Gorilla over whether Brett deserves the match. But isn't it true that a number of Undertaker fans, I mean, just... You were barraged by Undertaker fans telling you that this was unfair. Well, it's not unfair when you really think about it because how many times has Bret Hart come up on the short end of the stick? How many times has Bret Hart uh, used as much influence as he possibly can? Let's put it that way. Let me say, how many times has he whined and cried to you and you buckled under the pressure of Bret the Hitman Hart? I can't believe it, Monsoon. Well, it's not exactly the way you put it uh, in perspective, but... It was my decision. I made it. The steel cage match here tonight will be for the title. Brett deserves it. He's going to get that opportunity, whether you like it or anybody else likes it. All right, thank you very much. Gorilla Monsoon, no doubt, with an opinion, ladies and gentlemen. Vince is showing some... uh, He's getting mixed up. in Mr. McMahon is starting to come through. He's starting to peak just a little. So Vince says that, you know, Brett doesn't really deserve the match. And then King piles on, too, saying Brett doesn't deserve it. 
but Gorilla refuses and says it's going to happen. JR was kind of rooting for Brett there, though. So Promo for WWF Full Metal with a kid dressing up as the superstars of the WWF. All the theme songs he would dress up as the characters, including his gold dust. Yes. Which to see a small child blow me a kiss at the end of the thing was uh, a, little a little creepy. weird. A little creepy. Jerry Lee Lewis wouldn't think so. Okay. <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart is out next. He's going to go into the ring to talk with Kevin Kelly. Brett says he won the Royal Rumble. He didn't. The final four, which he did, and that he deserves some respect. I won the Royal Rumble. Here. I won the final four. I'm a four-time World Wrestling Federation champion. And I think that I deserve a little respect around here. No question of uh, no question of that. Although there you seems know, to be. I know that the Undertaker's not too thrilled about it. But there's kind of a new motto in the World Wrestling Federation. You scratch my back and I'll stab yours. And The Undertaker might not be too, too thrilled about it. You know, after I win and I will win the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt for a fifth time. The Undertaker need not worry because I'll give him his shot and he can get in line with the rest of them. Now, after I change the face of WrestleMania 13 and I step in the ring with that lousy, stinking hyena, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hey, watch your mouth. Stone Cold's here, you know. Stone Cold Steve Austin is in for the worst thrashing of his entire life. I'm going to take all those collected moments of Stone Cold Steve Austin, every time he's jumped me from behind, every time he's stabbed me in the back, every time he's cost me one match after another, he won't be able to scream loud enough the words, I give in a submission match. And I just want to say the fact that Ken Shamrock is going to be refereeing this thing, I respect that, I gotta respect this guy's reputation and I just hope that he calls it down the middle and I just hope he gets nice and close so he can hear those magic words, I quit. From you. WrestleMania 13, I will be the fifth time World Wrestling Federation Champion tonight and we'll be looking at a nice long healthy run and everybody can get in line because they all get a chance to prove themselves against the excellence of execution the best there is the best there was and without a shadow of a doubt the best there ever will be thank you very much he did eliminate austin just austin didn't get seen that's right that's correct so technically brett did win the rumble as well brett says if he wins then he'll give undertaker a shot he can get in line with everybody else and brett says he's gonna beat stone cold this sunday brett says he respects ken shamrock and he hopes he'll call it right down the middle an ad plays for the wrestlemania 13 denim jacket for just 99 dollars Yes. Or you can get a WrestleMania 13 hockey jersey for $69.99. You want a marketing idea? You want to sell product? The name of the game is hats. Black hats. Now this is going to sell. Howard Finkel's greatest ring announcements. 
It's a horsehair toupee and a headset all in one. All right, what better way to feel the heat of WrestleMania 13 than with this hockey jersey, man? This thing is the daddy. Daddy, feel it with this WrestleMania 13 denim jacket. And now both items can be yours. Feel the real heat of WrestleMania 13 with a customized hockey jersey for just $69.99. Or the official WrestleMania 13 denim jacket for $99 plus shipping and handling. Don't be left out in the cold. Order now. Hey, Adam, the shirt, imagine your hair. <laughs> Unbelievable, Adam and George, ladies and gentlemen, and here we go. These two fucking guys, these guys would show up at the Slammy Awards. They were featured quite a bit around this time. They yes. were they were the nerds. They were supposed to represent us, the the losers. Yeah, the, they were the nerds that were at the uh, the Anaheim Royal Rumble. And as the Slammies, they piss on themselves when the Undertaker accepts an they present an award to the Undertaker. Yes. Wonderful. Great representation of your fans, Vince. These two fucking assholes. <laughs> $99 for a denim fucking jacket <laughs> that says Wrestlemania 13 on it so you yes. can't wear it like anywhere why not well you can but you'd look like a, uh, a loser I'd say I wear wrestling shirts everywhere I know but I that's go. different a shirt I think is different than the, the jacket's a step above you, I mean, I wore a WrestleMania jacket. Never see? Mind. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was about to say, you not only have one, yours says I was there on the back. It has the date on the back. It doesn't say I was there. It, was, it says I was there. No, it it just says the date. It <laughs> just says Atlanta and the date on it. It's, it's, I never was mind. There. Take it all back. I, that'll all get cut. It'll look like no, I never said no, that. No, don't cut that shit because that's great. Fuck. <laughs> Rocky Maivia is out next. He's going to join the commentary team. He'll be defending at WrestleMania 13 against his relative, the Big Quiche, who is playing the role as the Sultan is his current gimmick. Yes. With, of course, Sheiky Baby as his manager. And they are going to, the Sultan is going to take on Jobber Mike Bell, a squash match. Mike Bell, who famously remembered for being, of course, when Perry Saturn shot on him in a match and ended up getting fired because he beat the shit out of Mike Bell one time in a uh, a match on it was like heat. Really? There's footage of it on YouTube, yeah. He Perry just, Saturn shot on him? Yeah. I'm quite interested now. Keish hits a top turnbuckle splash then locks in the camel clutch. Or if you're me, you call it the Steiner recliner of course. <laughs> and he gets the win. Bob Backlund is out for some reason. Sultan goes to confront Mr. Rocky Maivia. And Rocky picks up his belt and he stares him in the face. He never looks like he's actually going to throw a punch at no. the Sultan. But for some reason, Tony Atlas, who was just in the crowd randomly, John Dotson apparently did not see Tony Atlas running towards... Well, yeah. Tony Atlas jumps in and has to talk Rock down from not doing anything, even though Rock didn't look like he was going to do anything. FYI, just on the side note here, Tony Atlas's arms were still as big as like Rocky's head. Yeah. Like, he was jacked still, even at this point in time. We teased the main event for WrestleMania 13, and then the Warzone open rolls as they would roll a new open for the second hour we talked about. Now we need, like, do we need three for every hour? Oh, that, oh my God, don't give them that idea. <laughs> They'd do it. You'd hear Nickelback and Saliva and all that shit every hour. This is their unopposed hour against Monday Nitro, so... Yes. Started off strong by having Shawn Michaels coming out to a huge intro from Vince, who is in the ring. Shawn Michaels! 
That's a great, great impression. Pyro goes off, but Sean doesn't do his pose in the ring. No. What an asshole. No. I paid tickets to be at the Syracuse Raw. The least you could do is give me your Shawn Michaels pose. That's true. But he has a bad knee. He's got that bum knee that those, may or may not have ever existed. Those cheerleaders, they beat him up. You know, he couldn't take it. They throw him around like pom-poms. That was the concussion. The knee injury was not related to that. I thought it was. You're thinking of the other time that the... Yeah, the, the sailors or whatever beat him up and gave him the concussion. Vince, my God, this man had googly eyes for Sean. He was in love. Vince is such a mark for certain wrestlers. Hogan and here with Sean just, oh, just guffawing over this man. Just, what do you got to say to us tonight, Sean? Sean says he found his smile in San Antonio, and he'll take it with him wherever he goes now. That's right. It definitely helps me find that smile I was looking for a month ago. And uh, you'll never guess where it was. It was back in San Antonio, Texas where I left it, but now I've decided to bring it with me wherever I go. First of all, uh, I want to as always, thank the fans of the World Wrestling Federation. For what? Greatest fans in the world. For, for not only sending me all the cards and the letters wishing me well, but I think more importantly than that, I want to thank the fans of the World Wrestling Federation for being very patient with the world's most emotional wrestler. I know nobody knows more than me, except for maybe my parents, how hard and difficult I am to deal with. You might know that too now that I think about it. But I have, uh, as everyone knows, been going through some rough times, but all the people that have sent me cards and letters, even those of you that sent them straight to my parents' address, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because it means a great deal to me, especially at a time when I thought there wasn't anybody out there that gave a damn about Shawn Michaels. Well, certainly. I'm surprised it's fans Nothing could be further from the truth. All right, Shawn Michaels, the prognosis on the physical condition on the knee. Yeah, here it comes. And of course, it seems like you're a trendsetter. I mean, of course, other superstars have followed, unfortunately, with knee injuries. And then again, the President of the United States just slides right there on your coattails. Well, if, not, if nothing else, I always try to do what's in. And so when, once the President messed his knee up, I felt like I had to do it too. But uh, on a more serious note, the knee is coming along. Uh, next week, I'm going to go out to Birmingham and see Dr. Andrews, and he'll let me know what's going on, and hopefully uh, within a couple of months, I will be in this ring once again, whether anybody likes it or not. Rat. <laughs> I think they like it. And I have to tell you, this time off has done wonders for me, and I know there are a lot of people that don't like it, but when I get back in here, 
I'm gonna be busting and moving like I used to. And believe me, when I get in here, the clothes are coming off one way or another. <laughs> that girl's losing control of all her bodily functions. But I do have somewhat of a bone to pick, but not with the fans. I have to pick it with you. Uh-oh. Now, after all the years that I have been here, working, going up and down the road, everything I have done for you and the World Wrestling Federation, I sit at home and I couldn't help but to notice that WrestleMania is right around the corner. This Sunday now, on pay-per-view. There I sat in my home just waiting for that phone to ring and it never rang once. Now, WrestleMania is coming right up and I just can't see how you and the fans of the World Wrestling Federation can have a WrestleMania without inviting Shawn Michaels. I agree with that. First of all, Shawn Michaels' phone doesn't ring well, in a You do have an injury, I mean, you know. Right. Well, as camp. you can see, I can now walk so what I'm going to do, since you didn't invite me, I'm going to have to come out here on live television and invite myself to uh, WrestleMania. No! I'm sure Sean will be at the Slammys on Friday night. And just so you know, not only am I coming to WrestleMania, but I'm coming and I'm going to sit right next to you, Vin Man. Vince asks about the knee. What about the knee? Sean says... The knee's coming along. I'd say so as he walked to the ring, no problems. Yeah, no, not limping or hobbling no or nothing. Nah. He says, it's coming along, but I'll be back in a month. Doesn't want to, you know, can't tell him you're totally healthy. He might make you wrestle, you know, on WrestleMania 13. Says he has to pick a fight with Vince. He's, he wants to know why Vince never called him for WrestleMania. And so Sean says, I guess I'll just have to invite myself. And he does. He says he's going to call the main event with Vince. He gives himself a job. He gives himself a payday. Nice. You just book your own schedule. I'm going to try doing this. <laughs> yeah, get, go to your job. Just tell him, look, this is how it's going to be. And call Vince up. Say, hey, I'm going to be here this time. You're going to be refing a match. That's how you yeah. get a job in the company, That's Patrick. It. Yeah. Well, when you're cool like me, you know. Sean then does dance a little. Just a little. I got that bum knee. And then he leaves. Undertaker is backstage with the blue cage. He's very angry that Brett was given this title match tonight. He throws one of the blue cage walls to the ground. He's taking it out on the cage. That he's, cage didn't deserve that. He's wanting to tear the cage up, so it is. Vader and Mankind now are in the ring with Uncle Paul, Paul Bear. Vader's going to take on the British Bulldog. Owen is out with his slammies and his tag titles, and Bulldog is the European champion. This is a singles match of the combatants we'll see this Sunday at WrestleMania in the tag title match. Vader and Bulldog take turns no-selling. Until Bulldog takes Vader down with a shoulder block and clothesline, Bulldog hits a delayed vertical suplex on Vader, which was incredible to see Vader in a delayed vertical suplex. Then we go to commercial. We come back and Vader's now in control and hits a top turnbuckle splash for a two-count. There's still tickets available for WrestleMania 13, Patrick. Not good on the Monday before WrestleMania. No. Bulldog slams Vader off the top turnbuckle. Bulldog hits a walking power slam, I'll call it, on Vader. Tries the running power slam, but Mankind 
grabs Vader's leg, and Owen then gets involved, and the heels put the boots to Owen and the Bulldog. Eventually, Bulldog gets the urn, steals the urn from Paul Bear, blasphemy, and nails Vader and Mankind with it. And there you go. That's the big tease for the tag team title match this Sunday. Slammy Award promo presented by Full Metal the Album. Cast your vote now. I wonder exactly how they were getting their votes. Snail mail? It was only phone call. So you had to you had to call in. Oh, call that 1-900 number yeah. probably. Yeah. Dollar 95 a vote. You must really like somebody to vote for. Ken Shamrock. Is you know gonna, he had to make a ton of money doing that. Oh, all those hotlines. Yeah. Scams. Ken Shamrock is going to do some commentary. Smoking Gun Billy Gunn is out next to take on a hairy-chested Aaron Ferguson, who's a jobber. Gunn locks in an armbar and Ferguson submits. Shamrock sort of laughs as Billy Gunn applies this shitty-looking armbar. Then Gunn gets in Ken's face. Big mistake. He tells Ken he won't live up to his hype. Then he dares him, come get in the ring. So Shamrock pulls Gunn down and puts him in an armbar. And Billy Gunn says, okay, and he taps out. He says, but he can't do it twice. And so then he gets an ankle lock from Ken Shamrock. And Shamrock just lets Billy Gunn get up after it. And Gunn leaves, gets a chair, but then doesn't use it. So I wrote here, the segment made Billy Gunn look like complete shit. Oh, yeah. It made him look like a pussy. It made him look like a fucking asshole. Yeah. You already won your jobbers match. Like This was to get over how legit Ken Shamrock is. That and also to, hey, he's going to be a part of the submission match. He's not going to take crap from Austin or Brad. But, and you, at this point, you don't know that Shamrock is going to be a wrestler for this company. You think it's just a one-off. Right. And, and, and so you're still you're still thinking though like can he hold his own though coming from mma into professional wrestling i just think the booking here this was almost as bad as having the security guard double leg steve blackman because now you're having your wrestler which you promote as these great athletes that are the best in the world right your guy billy gunn gets made look to look like a fucking fool against ken shamrock there are better ways to go about this than just having him tap out not just once but twice right to be stupid enough to say no i'll just let's do it again and then he grabs the chair and doesn't even use it like it just made billy gunn look like yeah a complete pussy here i mean at least it was billy gunn and not someone of value like it wasn't like vader like there's somebody i mean like i think billy was pretty good value but you know a future king of the ring. Yeah. A future of the one Billy Gunn. I mean, they wanted to run with him later they, on. Yes. And if I was in a feud with him, I would just pull up this video of him being a complete moron with Ken Shamrock and say, I'm not scared of you. You're fucking nut. Look at this. Austin pops up on the Titantron, says to Ken Shamrock, hey, I'm not impressed. And he says he's going to make sure Bret Hart wins tonight. I really thought he was going to say that doesn't mean shit to me. But yeah, he, he almost did. He I think. almost like he really had to catch himself. Like that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything to me. The night after the final four, okay, was a title match between Sid and Brett. Austin interfered. Austin hit Brett with a chair. Correct. So Austin cost himself the title shot originally. How? Oh, so it was always going to be Undertaker was always going to get the title shot at Mania. Yeah. Why? Why did Undertaker get the title shot? Was that ever? I don't know. Was that ever explained? Why Undertaker is the number one contender? His hatred for Brett oh, okay. was over. Was much more 
important to get his hands on Bret Hart than it was to win the WWF title. Does that make sense? Well, Undertaker, for some reason, was always going, was the number one contender. So it didn't matter to Austin to screw Bret out of the title. Undertaker became the number one contender because it became very obvious that all Austin wanted was Brett. There's a sp- Austin cost Brett the title. Correct. And now he wants Brett to have it. Correct. <laughs> In like three weeks' time, basically. Or he's, he's was it that close? Final I mean, four was a month before February. Really? Yeah. So he's made that shift. Basically, it's it's kind of odd that he cost Brett the title. Now he wants Brett to have it. He always wanted Brett, but he could have had Brett with the title originally. He cost him the title against Sid. Right. Anyway, I just questioned some of the logic here. Well, we were just buying them time anyway for them to put up the cage. So now yeah. it's time for... Yeah, they were building the cage, <laughs> which takes an eternity. This is probably why they don't use this blue cage anymore. See, I love the blue cage, though. So the blue cage... Because that shit is so... Once it's on there, it's so tight, you know it hurts like hell to smack into. Psycho Sid tells us that he's ready for Bret Hart and that he's the master and the ruler of the world. I love Sid's interviews because he has He whispers no, and then he yells. And he has no idea what the hell he's even talking about. The only way to win this match is escape. No pinfalls or submissions. It's escape the cage through the door or over the top, which I've always wondered, again, back to some of the logic involved here. Say, Patrick, you can get out of this room. Okay. okay, now you can go through that door right there, or you can climb over that wall. Which choice would you make? <laughs> it's pretty easy. Well, go through the door. Yeah. No. Why would anybody say, yeah, you know, I could just walk through this hole in the fence, or I could scale the entire fence, you know? We need to remedy this. This is stupid. So, what, do you want a cage without a door? I think it's more, well, and also cage match, of course, naturally. The flaw of escape is so when the match starts, why even fight? Just go to <laughs> race to the top. See of, who can climb faster. Yeah, it's a it's a climbing contest, basically. Yeah. Like Instead of training for the match, just train on cardio to run and yeah. run to the other side. And, Sid comes out. He's already drenched in water. <laughs> I mean. I got one question. Who's the man? <laughs> wow, you got you got all of Sid's promos nailed because it's just all that shit. Who's the man? Master and the ruler of the world. Brett stomps a mud hole on Sid in the corner. Austin is watching backstage on that same TV that Ahmed Johnson. He should know better. I know, man. There. Don't He's turn your back. For it. Don't turn your back. Brett gets Sid down and tries to escape over the corner. Again, doesn't go through the door for some reason. <laughs> Sid grabs Hart, gets him off the cage, and then carries him back first into the cage, into the wall of the cage, two times. Ouch. Sid then says, you know what, I guess I'll try to climb the cage. Again, there's a door right there. But Hart tracks him down. Sid and Hart battle in the top corner of the cage. Hart tries to leave again and gets slammed off the turnbuckle for his trouble. Sid then crawls to the door, which is opened by the referee, when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Austin has run to the ring and slams the door shut. And keeps it closed so Sid can't escape. He really is going to change this WrestleMania card. Yeah. We go to commercial and Austin is now lurking around the cage. Sid goes for the powerbomb and gets it. No problem. So he decides to climb the corner of the cage with Austin guarding the door. So Austin says, fuck that. And he climbs up to the top of the cage and stops him from escaping. So they batter each other on the top of the cage. Then Brett climbs up there. Then Brett and Austin are teaming up to beat up Sid. Then out of nowhere comes Taker. 
Undertaker, he still wants his title match. Taker climbs up there. So you've got Austin and Taker outside the cage climbing up on top battling. You've got Sid and Brett inside the cage on top At battling. At one point, Austin climbs into the cage to uh, fight with exactly. them. Exactly. So the cage has not really done its job about no. keeping people out. No, not one bit. Hart superplexes Sid back into the cage. Austin grabs a chair and hits Taker in the back with it. The refs come out and scurry Austin away. They are going to hold this man back, and Austin just is like, okay, that's fine. So they push him up towards the ramp. Then Sid wakes up, finally, and goes for the corner escape. Meanwhile, Hart gets up, suddenly realizes, my God, there's a door in this cage. (laughs) I guess I will go through the door. Yes. So he goes, Bret Hart steps through the door. His feet have not hit the ground, mind you. Now, Undertaker was a little slow on his uh, cue here. So Bret has to, like, pose. He's like, he throws his hands up in the air. As he's standing on the edge of the ring apron, waiting for Taker to do his spot. So Undertaker wakes up, slams the door in Brett's face. Oh, no. And Sid pops over the cage and wins the match. And the WrestleMania card will stay intact. Yes, the precious title match between Sid and Taker is still on. We go to break. Karate Fighters sponsors this replay. Karate Fighters by Milton Bradley. Get a pair today. So we see the replay. They're taking the cage down, and there's still a lot of time left in this show. That's weird, because that was the main event. You'd figure that was pretty much it. Like, why are we coming back? Brett is not looking too happy in the ring, and Vince says, you know what, this is a good time for an interview. I'll go talk to Brett. And this is the real main event of the evening, right here. Oh, yeah. This is why you picked this pay-per-view. Yes. Uh, say, Brett, after that result, you must be pretty frustrated, huh? How do you feel? (laughs) Well... Brett did not like this line of questioning, Patrick, and he <laughs> gently think I feel? he gently grabs the microphone from Vince. Gently? Yeah, gently. Shoves Vince down. On, Brett, on his ass. Brett is taking this out on a, a an innocent announcer. I mean, because the Vince... O- the owner of the company. Well, Vince, this was... This is... Vince being the owner of the company was still not exactly on the level you know it wasn't ever really talked about that much and so when we would see mr mcmahon show up later in the year this is really the start of that where it's it's time to out you as the owner of the company basically yeah brett says frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it this is bullshit extremely frustrated over what has just happened whoa frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it this is bullshit Oh, we apologize, ladies and gentlemen. You screw me! Everybody screws me! And nobody does a goddamn thing about it! Nobody in the building cares! Nobody in the dressing room cares! So much goddamn injustice around here! I've had it up to here! We apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody knows it! I know it! Everybody knows it! I should be the World Wrestling Federation champion! Get him out of the ring! Everybody just keeps turning a blind eye! You keep turning a blind eye to it! I got that gorilla monsoon. He turns a blind eye to it. Everybody in that goddamn dressing room knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Cut him off. If you don't like it, tough shit. Uh, 
Well, obviously, we uh, have. my ass, Brett. All you want to do anytime you go in the ring is cry like a baby. I tried to go out there and help you, and you threw it all away because you're a loser. It could have been you and me for the championship at WrestleMania, but you blew the whole damn thing because you're a loser. At you know why they call you, you Stone Cold? Because your stones are so cold. Your stones, you won't come out here You're and step in the ring with me yourself. You always got to jump me from behind. You don't got the guts to come out here. Come on! Everybody knows whether it's psycho sin. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize if for the actions of Red Hart. If you think that belt belongs to you, it. you are wrong. Uh -oh, that is out. my belt. You know We're going to try and stay with this as long as we can. Red Hart, ladies and gentlemen. And now, I was 11 years old <laughs> in 1997, and there, I, there was no censors. Yeah, there being this no. was live. This was this was Kaufman and and Lawler on David Letterman. This was this was live. This might have actually been a pre-taped episode, but USA, I guess, didn't screen it beforehand or whatever, so it aired like this, because I remember this very <laughs> vividly. Now, a common misconception <laughs> is that you can't curse on cable, but that's not true, because cable isn't regulated by the FCC. If you said this on, yeah, CBS or NBC or ABC, on over the air, if it's on an antenna, then it is regulated by the FCC, so you'll get fined or whatever. Now, even though the FCC doesn't regulate cable in that way, you know, cable shows still shy away from this because they'll lose advertisers or whatever. So this blew my mind as an 11-year-old to hear this on just regular USA, not like HBO, not like a premium right. channel. Right. And also just in wrestling in general, I mean, yeah. Pillman's got a gun and happened in... November, where he accidentally said the F word on Raw that went unbleeped and they had to apologize for it. But as far as like, Blake, like, I've got the mic in my hand. This is, I'm, I'm doing this on purpose. I'm in the ring and yeah. I'm, yeah. This was just shocking to me. And I just thought this was the, being 11 years old, I probably thought cursing was just really cool and like, <laughs> like, right. this really just sounded awesome to me. And like, so yeah, Brett using some, uh, Harsh language here. This was very brutal, harsh language. And he talks about the conspiracy, and uh, everyone's screwing it, which yeah. he does have a point. Yeah. Now, later on this year, he wouldn't know exactly what that feels <laughs> like even more. This was a great, yeah, like you could actually cut, you could put this at the end of the screw job, like the audio. Yeah. Or just this video. Yeah. And you, it might, it goes together perfectly with yeah. the end of Survivor Series 97. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Goddamn Gorilla Monsoon screwing me. You're <laughs> screwing me. Everyone's screwing me. Stone Cold screwing me. I'll include the whole clip here, but basically... Viewer discretion is strongly advised. Please. And, uh, please please put that. That's all I ask. And so then... Uh, <laughs> my favorite line, though, is when he gets onto the fans. He's like, if you don't like it, tough shit. <laughs> like, whoa. Whoa! This is not the Brett we know! <laughs> no. Brett has really uh, changed here. Right. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who, if you were going to bet on who would be cursing, you know, on an episode of Raw, I'd put my money on Stone Cold. Yeah, I'm going to put Austin every time. Not this time. No. Instead, he gets up on the Titantron and he says, You, you lost because you're a loser, Brett. You're a loser just like the rest of your family and this and... 
And then Brett, uh, Brett says, my favorite, he used this line a few times on Stone Cold. They had a feud going since Survivor Series, right. basically. Your stones are so cold, you won't come down to this ring. I hate it. Like This line sticks with me, like saying that Stone Cold, his testicles are cold. I don't know what Yes, that's. they are very cold, apparently. Your stones are so cold, you won't come down to this ring. And so Austin pops off the Titan Tron, and we assume he's coming down to the ring. Yes. Meanwhile, Sid walks back down. Everyone knows that belt belongs to me. Now, Sid has a great line here, too. This is a classic Sid line that doesn't get talked about enough. Hart says, everyone knows that belt belongs to me. Sid's response, and the camera picks this up. This wasn't on mic, but on the camera mic. Sid says, I don't know shit. Sid always putting himself down. He has half a brain. He has half a brain. He doesn't know shit. Yeah. They're going to scrap. But then Taker walks down before Hart and Sid can scrap. So Hart dives on Taker on the ramp and pummels him, and then Austin runs out and joins in and now takes over and pummels Brett, so now they're fighting. So Sid and Taker go at it in the ring. Hart actually knocks Pat Patterson over, and Vince says, Brett Hart, that dirty, rotten son of a... And he stops himself from calling him a dirty, rotten son of a bitch for hurting poor Pat Patterson. That man. poor man has... Yeah. The future stooge. It's all coming together here. Yeah. Stra- this is the strangest part of this show, and I always yeah, forget I, that this happens. I don't understand this one either, because I'm thinking he's hurt. And he has nothing to do with any of these four Not people. Not the one fucking bit. But yet, here comes... <laughs> Shawn Michaels. HBK. Hogging this fucking spotlight. So, Shawn Michaels, who is still in khakis and a shirt. He's not in his gear or anything. No. And he walks so slowly. He yes. is, like, creeping down the ramp. Bret Hart and Stone Cold are going at it, and I really wish that Bret Hart had looked up and made icon. That shot would have oh. been perfect. Oh, because Bret would Brett would have probably Smashed gone him. at him. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think they wanted. But Bret never sees him, or maybe they didn't want I don't know what they were going for well, here. Yeah. So anyway, Sean, he walks down and he sees Brett and Stone Cold going at it. He just looks at him. Then he walks past him. Then he sees Taker and Sid going at it. He just walks past him. So he gets into the ring. He gets back out of the ring. He grabs a steel chair. He slides back in the ring with a steel chair and nobody has paid a bit of attention to him at all. And he's not doing anything with the chair. Not a damn thing. This is very, very odd. And we... Copyright goodnight. Yeah. <laughs> and we leave. It, on that note. Right there. And also, if the tease, it's bait and switch if they're teasing like, oh, he's going to get involved at WrestleMania because he doesn't do shit at WrestleMania. He did. He he did play-by-play. But he doesn't get involved in the match. So. He did play-by-play. That's involved. I have a problem with the idea of the whining heel when it's not... The idea that whining... When you're justified in your whining, I don't think that's heelish to me. Okay. okay. Now, Brett was legitimately screwed multiple times here. Yes. He was. He lost the Rumble by a guy that was already eliminated. Correct. He lost the title to Sid from Stone Cold's chair shot. And tonight, he lost a cage match because Taker slammed the door in his face. Correct. So he has a legitimate gripe. Now, if he lost all those matches clean and he was out there whining, I'd say, yeah, he's a he's a heel. Correct. You're always a sore loser. Yeah. But no, if you have legitimate claims that might have some value to them, it doesn't. I don't think that it makes. I don't think it makes Brett really a full-on heel. I guess. Okay. Here. Now, are you ready for the rebuttal? Yeah. Okay. This is when they wanted to turn Brett heel. 
Well, and they did that Sunday. Okay. However, Brett did not want to do heel things. And in his contract, he had creative control. So for them to meet proper, because he had just signed that new deal now, which led to the Survivor Series incident. So he had creative control. So the only way Vince could sell him on turning heel was as long as he did baby things, baby face things, but did them so badly that it made the, the fans hate him. Well, and that's what created why he was still a face in Canada when they went exactly. there. So, so that is I, I understand your argument, and I agree with you a million times over. But that is that is why that happened. Well, I understand what they're going for there, but I but this uh, this show overall made me want to watch WrestleMania 13, and that's what a go home show should do. And I also really enjoyed that the you, main event and the co main event they intersect in a way they they're not totally independent from one another. They exist in the same universe. Whereas today, the main event two guys never talk about the undercard guys. No. Or, or never even yeah. realize that that other storyline is going on. Like they might get thrown into a tag match together. Like I just really loved that this could that Austin and Hart cared about the title match and that this could have changed things in their favor. Like there was just logic behind all of this, basically. This is one of the few, few, few times that the Rumble winner did not get the main event spot at WrestleMania. As well, they re- what they really wanted was Bret Hart and Michaels again, and yeah. they, you know, Michaels chickened out of it and claimed that leg injury and shows back up walking around just fine, you know. Yeah. And at the go home show, what an asshole this guy is. This is, you know, Hulk Hogan is you know such a cunt basically, where he always shows up and hogs the the limelight, and Shawn Michaels, you know. For all the greatness that he does in the ring, he does some shitty stuff sometimes, and this was really shitty of Well, him. it's like when you go to WrestleMania 13 and you see him do a backflip off the top rope, and he's apparently got a bad knee. He's like, he gets in the ring dance, and then he climbs up Fuck this and does guy. a backflip off the top rope and lands on his feet. He's like, oh, my knee, but he, he keeps dancing. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, so. You can fucking do a backflip. Like, come on. And I wanted to see the Nation of Domination Legion of Doom match because, oh, it's a Chicago street fight. Like, yeah. As a kid, too, that blew my, like, oh, my, well, what will they do? They'll be on the street. There'll be traffic coming and all this stuff. So it made me want to see that match, too. And They actually had the kitchen sink in that one. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, not didn't quite live up to its hype, uh, but I didn't want to see Taker and Sid that much, really. Really, but I rewatched it anyway. But this didn't make me want to see Taker and Sid because I don't know, they just didn't have just didn't do any it for chemistry. You. One thing I did note about WrestleMania 13 is Undertaker wore his gray gloves and he dressed like old '92 Undertaker. Because that's what he wore when he won it the first time against Hogan. Yes. So he wore the same outfit. Yes. Which I... That was a one-time thing. It was... Well, yeah, it was really weird that... Because no one ever does that anymore. No one ever no. wears the same thing to commemorate something. That yeah, they nobody's have... superstitious like that. Now, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. But the match stunk. So I thought the match was good. I enjoyed it. All right, so on our rating scale... 
Hornswoggle oh. to Giant Gonzalez. Well, he was in the main event tonight, so I'm going to go with a uh, Psycho Sid. I am going to give this one a... This is a great go-home episode of Raw. I guess I will give this a... I'll give it a Vader. I'll give it a Vader. Not a mini Vader. A big Van Vader. A big Van Vader. Yeah. Well, Patrick, that was my pick for this week in celebration of Bret Hart. Where will we go next week, sir? We're going to celebrate the Hart family as well uh, in celebration of the life of the Hearts. And uh, and this one is strictly straight for you, Smith. Uh, we're going to go four months into the future to In Your House, Canadian Stampede, where you have a Hart family, Hart Foundation 4-on-4. Four four. You can get all our episodes at RetroWrestlingPodcast.com. I'm intern Alex. I am the one and only the greatest referee in professional wrestling history, Patrick Young. Saying, as always, my closing line's a clothesline. Bingo. Bango.